As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Teen Tom podcast. I am Gemma. This is the Hallow Clean edition. All week we are going to be having some spooky fun. So expect the unexpected. I'm going to be sharing how to be a little bit naughty, how to get away with cleaning less, looking like you have done more. I'm going to be sharing the tricks of the trade. If you often look at influencers home and think, how do they do that? I'm going to be sharing some inside secrets so if you haven't already put on a pair of fluffy socks close the curtains and let's get into it hello and welcome to the third episode for hello clean week I am so excited about this one, yet also very nervous as well. <laughs> Because we've done pride, we've done sloth, today we're going to do envy. And in particular, envy of influencers and dealing with all of the feelings that can be brought up when you're scrolling through social media and looking at all of these amazing lives that are being portrayed and how sometimes it can make us feel a bit rubbish, a bit rubbish. So how this is what I'm going to do. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be like a chat. I'm going to be sharing some truths, some strategies and tricks that influencers use to make it seem that their life is shinier than it is. Because nobody's life is perfect and I sometimes I feel like I am a lone voice in the wilderness of social media sort of jumping up and down waving going hi guys perfect doesn't exist don't worry about it good enough is good enough you know when we do the normalize normal homes that's the main reason why I do that because I hear so many I hear from so many people 
who feel like, just feel pants, you know, they work full time, they've got kids, maybe they're caring for a relative and they are just chasing their tail. They can't, they haven't got time to we in peace and yet they're being bombarded with these images on social media of seemingly perfect lives. So I just want to bust some myths as well. And I hope at the end of this episode, you'll feel a little bit better. You will be a little bit more in the know. And next time you're scrolling through social media, you're like, oh yeah, I know that. I, oh, I, I get that Jared told me they'd do that. Oh, I understand that now. Because I have been in this industry for five or six years. When I first joined, I was so naive. I was so wet behind the ears. It was hilarious. Like, it does, I was just so, so naive. And I have had my eyes opened in so many ways. And I think it's only fair that I share it with you because it's Hello Clean Week. And this is when we get a little bit naughty and a little bit mischievous. So if you haven't already, grab yourself a cup of tea and settle in because uh, this is gonna get interesting. So where we're gonna start is most influencers, not all, but the majority of influencers are either already monetizing their accounts or are hoping to monetize their accounts at some point in the future. They might be brand new, but they might be wanting to be an Instagrammer because it's seemingly, right, the, the easiest job in the world, isn't it? I mean, how hard can it be to sit at home all day, do a few swipe ups, post some pictures, but like any other job, because it is a job, like any other job, it has its downsides, it has its advantages, it also has some really boring bits. <laughs> it's not it's not the be all and end all. And in fact, I did a talk the other day at school and the head teacher said to me, what it was to a group of sixth formers and they said, would you, would you recommend it? And I was like, no, if, if my children told me that they wanted to work on social media, like I do, I'd strongly advise them to <laughs> have a little rethink because it's such a volatile industry. The market is so saturated that in order to succeed, you have got to have ambition and drive that will push you through all of the rubbish bits, all of the trolls, all of the, you know, influencers don't become influencers overnight. It takes work. It takes time. It takes I, it took me a year to get to 10k and then year two I sort of went from 10k to 50k I think and then it's like a snowball it, it builds and builds and builds and builds but that first bit of time it can feel like a slog hardly anyone's commenting on your stuff and it's like that's when most people give up in fact most bloggers give up within the first three months of starting a blog so there is no real secret to influencer or Instagram or social media. It's just consistency. And if you show up consistently, when you say you're going to show up, it just builds trust with your audience. But I'm getting far, 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 far too ahead of myself. So 
Influencers are, the majority of the time are monetizing their account. Now, not all Instagrammers, not all influencers have a product. So I actually hate the term influencer. I really don't like to consider myself as one. Um, I think it has really negative connotations to it. That is why I hardly ever, ever do ads. And I have purposefully made that possible by having products. So I have got two apps and I have got three books. And as well as my doula work, that is where the majority of my income comes from. Now, if I didn't have those products, then I would be relying probably solely on ad work. So I have been working in media since I was 13 years old. I started um, like making tea and doing all that sort of stuff at the BBC in Manchester. I used to work every weekend and every school holiday. And then I got my first job for ITV. When I, um, I didn't go to university. I started straight after A-levels because I just loved the industry. Now, obviously with the exception of the BBC, because they don't have ads, commercial radio, print media, because I've worked in radio and I've worked in print media as well. In order to attract advertising revenue, because if there was no advertising revenue for these places, they wouldn't be able to create the TV, they wouldn't be able to, they'd just go bust. In order to attract advertisers, they need to have an audience. And in order to have an audience, they need to be putting content out there that that audience wants to consume. So let's, let's use a really obscure example. So say I run a magazine and it's all about farming and allotments. And I, um, every month this magazine comes out and I have advertisers who um, advertise garden tools, seeds, vegetables, greenhouse, adver greenhouse adverts in there, that sort of thing. Those advertisers are advertising with my magazine because they know that my demographic are interested in, in allotments and interested in gardening and farming and that sort of stuff. Therefore, it makes sense for them to put an advert in that magazine as opposed to a fashion magazine. Right? An advert for a, a greenhouse is going to sell far less in, in a magazine for fashion than it is in a magazine for allotments, gardening, farming. Obvious, right? So let's extrapolate that out to influencers because this is when it starts to get really interesting. You get, generally speaking, as a company looking to advertise so much more bang for your buck if you use influencer marketing. And the reason for that is because an influencer's audience is so engaged and so niche that it is, it's worth its weight in gold. So let's take my organized mum account as an example. Nine, between 98 and 99% of my followers are female, of which most are mothers, of which most, not all, have a child under two years old. Now that is, um, that information is, is it, it, it's priceless. Because a company can, it's maybe, maybe a company wants, it's, it's a nappy company. They know that if they do an ad on my Instagram, they will target their market. They will pinpoint it, it's like a bullseye. So they will get much more bang for their buck. It will be much better investment than advertising maybe on the radio or maybe on the TV. 
which costs a lot more anyway. So it's worth it. It's worth it to the companies. But in order for that influencer to attract brands who want to potentially advertise with them, the first thing that influencer needs to do is attract an audience. This is 101 what needs to be happening. First priority for all influencers is to be attracting an audience, creating content that that audience wants to consume, striking the balance between being relatable and aspirational. So when we think about that, when we break that down, it therefore becomes blindingly obvious why the oftentimes, is that a word? Majority of the time, when you are scrolling through Instagram and, and you know, we're not talking about what you, your mates are portraying here, we're specifically talking about influencers. Why an influencer's feed will portray the very best version of their lives as possible with the odd bit of relatability thrown in just to keep them balanced because they want to keep you on the hook. They want you to keep coming back, to keep checking in on, in on them. And the only way you're going to do that is because you are invested in what's going on in their life because it's basically like a soap opera. It's like reality TV, social media. So you, you're being kept on the hook. You might follow them because you just love the lifestyle that they lead. But that ability to keep the audience coming back and the audience to admire their lifestyle, whatever it is, is what is going to, that's going to be the ace up their sleeve for when they are negotiating brand deals and collaboration contracts with brands because they can demonstrate that they have an engaged audience that is interested and is coming back and watching and consuming their content. Because nobody likes being sold to. When I used to have Sky Plus, I don't have it anymore. I used to fast forward through the ads. One of those things that I really miss being able to do. Nobody like, likes being sold to. And if you know, if you have an influencer and they just add after add after add after add, I was just like, oh, oh yeah. It starts to feel a bit icky. So one of the tricks that influencers can do Again, not all, this is a massive, you know, this is sweeping generalization of what I've seen goes on in the industry. Is one of the tricks to being a successful influencer is managing that balance, not being too salesy, but being just salesy enough so that you actually earn your money and you make it worth your while. But also balance that out with being relatable, yet yeah, aspirational. <laughs> so aspirational enough where people will want to try and get your lifestyle and one of the easiest ways to try and get your lifestyle is to use the products that that influencer uses or to um, wear the clothes that that influencer wears or goes to the restaurants that influencer goes to but you can't be too aspirational as an influencer because otherwise you become intimidating so you also have to be a little bit relatable as well and that means sharing some of your flaws, sharing some relatable, real life, raw things. But you can't be too relatable because otherwise you come across as whingy. So it's a real skill as an influencer to try and strike that balance. And one thing that you might notice is this. 
this is why this is like this is like being in the magic circle and revealing the tricks <laughs> this is what this feels like if you have a favorite influencer they might not do this but this is common practice you know you've got an ad coming up because you've you've done a deal you've signed a contract you've agreed with the company that it has to go out on x date they've um, told you what they want you to write using the hashtags that they want they probably had editorial input into the thing they've approved the photo bloody bloody blah, blah, blah so say you've got an advert coming out on Sunday Sunday night now majority of the time an ad will not get as many likes or as many comments as a relatable post it's just how it is people don't like being sold to they just scroll on by so what an influencer can do is they will sandwich that ad between two relatable posts can be anything, anything that will get you commenting, anything that will get engagement on that post. Once you see it, it's really hard to unsee it. It's really, really difficult to unsee it. Another thing that influencers do is batch create content because it just makes sense. So I know some people recommend you batch content, you batch create a month's worth of content. So what that would look like is, um, so I, I, I create content a week in advance. So I know more or less what I'm going to be posting the following week. And I sort of have it planned in and I use a special um, pl place on the internet that plans it all out and then it will send a little um, a little ping to my phone at the date and the time that I've scheduled it to go out and then I and I push it out to Instagram mainly just because I like to be organized <laughs> shock but also because it helps me to feel in control of of my feed and also because I'm running a business so I need to be in control of that an influencer it's really hard to think of content on the fly so it makes sense to batch create content and um, what's really funny is that again once you see it you can't unsee it so what can normally happen if you're batch creating content you can either hire a photographer for the day to come round um and shoot some shots of you maybe if you're a fashion influencer or whatever or if you don't really appear in your photographs normally um it's not uncommon for someone to go around their house make it look absolutely amazing clean everything to the nth degree and spend a few hours just taking pictures of different parts of your house um and one of the ways that you can tell if this has happened again there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it but what it will help you to understand is their house doesn't look like this all the time it's probably looked like that for about four hours whilst they were batch creating content okay one of the ways that you can tell is very often there'll be two or three props that appear in the same photographs a throw a candle um the same vase of flowers and again this is one of the things again you can't unsee if it's something like a candle and maybe it's appeared one week and then the next week it's appeared another and it's not burnt down any it's still got exactly the same amount of wax chances are <laughs> that's been part of a batch creation the batch content creation day again absolutely nothing wrong with it but it's really important to highlight the fact that that influencer's home has only looked like that for that very small period of time whilst they have been batch creating content. And this one will not come as any shock, but filters are, are massive, right? Turning up the light 
on a photograph can really make really make it pop and there's lots of different apps that you can use um, to that has different types of filters based on the different like different influencer niches so you can get an app that um, I think it's called color story no it's called foodie it's an app called foodie and I think it started off just for food photography food influencers and there's like a barbecue filter if you um photographing barbecue food dessert filter that makes everything look sweeter but then it's all there's also lots of other things on there as well so there's lots of interior filters that make everything look brighter and lighter which therefore means they end up looking cleaner and um, there's all sorts and I know a lot of um, influencers will use the same filter on every photograph so they get that lovely clean aesthetic on their grid that makes it look a lot more professional. Again, because they're wanting those advertisers to look at them and see their portfolio, see they've got great engagement with their followers, they've got a nice balance of relatable um, posts with ads, but also something that looks nice so that when a brand comes to them and looks at their first nine images on their Instagram grid, they pretty much know immediately whether that influencer fits with their brand. So let's say, for example, you are a an influencer that's a mum influencer who sort of is into minimalism, into um, maybe growing your own food, maybe you make your own cleaning products. You will make your feed, your aesthetic on your feed will reflect your brand values. So you'll probably find that there's a lot of green in there, lots of green natural tones. You might find if the person that's minimalist, they're very clean photographs. And what I mean by that is they're bright, they're uncluttered. So if a brand who maybe manufactures, manufactures environmentally friendly cleaning products sees that initial aesthetic it psychologically plays into that brand's ethics and what it stands for and therefore the influencer and the brand align and then they can start working with each other now for a brand it's really important if the engagement rate is there so in order for an influencer to get their engagement rate up they need to be commenting and replying to dms which we know in order to spark those dms they have to create content that sparks and creates conversations so it's not beyond the realms of possibility you are allowed to have five instagram accounts per user right i think it's to one email so one email address can have five Instagram accounts. So you can toggle through. So say for example, your main Instagram account is your main influencer account. You've got four more. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility for an influencer to post something on their Instagram and then immediately go to their other four accounts and then comment on what they've just posted. It's a common strategy with the aim of making it appear that they are more in demand than they actually are. That's something that usually the people who are starting off doing, because once you've reached a certain level of followers, you don't, you know, there's, there's potentially no need for you to do that. 
again, but again, making sure that your feed aligns with your brand values so that you can attract people who want to advertise with you and pay you money so that you can pay your bills because this is your job. It is not going to be in an influencer's interest to show you a messy house if they are a, a cleaning account or a, an interiors account or something like that. If, if you are following an interior account that's just amazing and beautiful, they're not going to show you the spare room where the wallpaper's peeling off unless they've just suddenly done a collaboration with a wallpaper company, in which case it's worth their while. So you've got to think about their feed. It's like a glossy magazine. It's a virtual digital glossy magazine that is selling advertising space to brands. So next time you're scrolling through Instagram and you're like, oh God, everything looks so perfect. It has to, because that's their job. <laughs> if they weren't aspirational, then no one would want to advertise with them. And like most things in life, it just comes down to money. I know that sounds really sad, but I hope it in some way goes to reassure you that most of these people aren't bouncing out of bed to immaculate homes. Lots of lots of them have cleaners, like lots of interior accounts, not cleaning accounts, but lots of interior accounts will have cleaners. They might not tell you about that because you know what? Telling someone you have a cleaner doesn't make you little less relatable. So hopefully by sharing these hints and tricks, it's kind of opened your eyes a little bit. Let me know if you want more. I, just, I could literally write a book on it. I could write a book on this stuff. Um, let me know if you found it interesting. Um, yeah, and maybe I could do a, a deeper dive on my YouTube. I rambled for a, a little while there, didn't I? Um, and I've actually only just scratched the surface, um, but it is time for you to go and do your 30 minutes now. So do 30 minutes, go and down tools, and then go and do something fun because there is more to life than housework. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Team Tom podcast, the Hello Clean edition. I was your host, Gemma Bray. If you want to find out anything about the organized mum method or the organized time technique, then check out the links in the show notes below. You'll also find all of the links to the social channels. And if you'd like to get to know me, your host, a little bit better, then there's also the links for my YouTube channel and also my personal Instagram. Now, if you are listening, on the Team Tom playlist on Spotify or the playlist on the app, then I suggest that you leave this running because it's time for you to do your 30 minutes. And the tunes this week are a little bit spooky. It's a spooky spectacular. So don't forget, do your 30 minutes and then down tools and then go and do something fun because there is more to life than housework. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Don't have nightmares.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.